you guys. Uh, Miss Trey uh, with the uh, Threes of Crowd podcast um, here today. Um, I know it's been a long time <laughs> since uh, we've had a podcast. Um, had a lot going on. I think our last podcast was actually last year <laughs> in the NBA Finals uh, discussing um, Steph Curry. So um, I know you guys have been, you know, clamoring for the podcast to come back. So um, this is actually going to be a, a Jet-centric podcast. Um, so this will be for all my Jet fans out there and NFL fans in general. Um, you know, we, we got to talk about our man Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, becoming a New York Jet, hopefully here within, officially, you know, within the next uh, week or so here. Um, so I do have my main man, Philip here. Uh, you know, Jeff's Twitter knows him. Uh, P Sizzle uh, 22684 on Twitter. Um, love his takes, you know, uh, you know, a cane at heart. So um, just want to welcome him to the podcast. I've had him on before when we were actually discussing Zach Wilson versus Justin Fields. <laughs> and uh, just crazy how that turned out. So um, just want to uh, see how you're doing, Phil. You know, uh, introduce yourself uh, to those that haven't um, listened to you. Um, and just uh, tell me how you've been. Sure. How's everyone doing? I'm Phil. Um, so I started off as a reporter at the University of Miami when I was a student there. Worked in a little bit of analytics stuff for the NFL and specifically for a few NFL teams. Graduated with that and now I'm going back to school in a little bit for my MBA. So I'm going to be back at the U come August. So that. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. That's, that's great to hear. Great to hear, man. Phil. So uh, let's get right into it, man. Um, like I said, all Jets fans, you know, we're all buzzing about Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, basically choosing us on the Pat McAfee show. So um, I kind of wanted to get your first, like, thoughts when you first heard Rodgers. Well, let me go. Your first thoughts when you heard the speculation that Rodgers could be in play uh, for the Jets and then also kind of um, once you heard the news, you know, on the Pat McAfee show, kind of what was your initial reaction uh, to that news? Yeah, I mean, just like the speculation about it, like after the season was over and once like we were eliminated from the playoffs, it was one of those kinds of things that we knew we were going in a veteran direction. So mm-hmm. we were sitting around thinking who's going to be the quarterback of the Jets. So, you know, it was like a pipe dream at that time, but it's like Aaron Rodgers could be a Jet. Like you, it's, it's every year you see like the jersey edits and all that kind of stuff. You're like, man, like if Aaron Rodgers was a Jet, I don't even know what I would do, you know? And then it started getting more and more real, like, then you saw, then you saw what's his name, Derek Carr committed to going to the Saints, and you're like, okay, like this is getting more and more real. You heard a little bit of buzzing, then you heard that Trey Wingo tweet like real late that one night, and you're like, okay, this actually might happen. <laughs> and then yeah. like tuning into the Pat McAfee show because usually he's on on Tuesdays, so everyone thought like this Tuesday was gonna be the day, and it didn't happen. And then out of nowhere, McAfee tweets, oh, Aaron Rodgers gonna be on tomorrow at one, but. Hearing like a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers say that he wanted to be a New York Jet, and especially for like me, like growing up with Aaron Rodgers, like that was like the quarterback of like my generation growing up. Mm-hmm. It's like wild to hear that he wants to be a New York Jet. Like Brett Favre didn't even want to be here when he came here last time, you know. But yeah. Aaron Rodgers wants to be here, so it, it's really a feeling unlike anything else. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. I'm I'm kind of in the same boat. Like, um, you know, I'm 25, so I've been a big Aaron Rodgers fan pretty much since the day he started uh, for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, the Packers are kind of sec- second team, you know, besides the Jets and the NFC. Um, I just always love the way he just plays the game of football, um, his swagger on the field. Uh, I've always said he's the most talented quarterback, not the necessarily the most accomplished, but Tom Brady guys. <laughs> uh, but he's he's the most, to me, um, uh, talented quarterback I've ever seen. 
Um, I know Patrick Mahomes is kind of up there, but like the throws he can make, uh, the throws he was making like early in his career, in the prime of his career, like I would say from 2011 to like 2017, I think that's probably the best quarterbacking you'll ever see. Like, um, like I said, his ability to throw from the pocket, throw on the run, um, his accuracy, um, like I said, he could run if he needed to. Um, so I'm kind of like you, like to hear Aaron Rodgers in Jets in the same sentence is just like, I'm on cloud nine. It's my favorite quarterback on my favorite team. Uh, like I couldn't ask for a better um, opportunity there. And I was kind of the same way, uh, kind of, you know, scrolling through my phone, refreshing Twitter, like everybody else uh, the whole day. And, you know, to hear him say, I'm going to be on the Pat McAfee show. I will be honest. Uh, I know kind of jet fans were kind of, you know, used to <laughs> negativity. So yeah. I was kind of, <laughs> I was kind of worried that he's going to go in there and not answer many questions, kind of dodge the questions and just kind of go like, I know NYJ Matt kind of had like a tweet of, he's kind of going to be like, Hey, you know, some things are true. Some things aren't true. Um, and I just had a feeling he was going to do something like that. Cause that is how Aaron Rodgers is. But uh, when he actually said, you know, my intentions are to play for the New York Jets, like um, I burst in with joy and jumped out like a little kid, like, cause I was so happy <laughs> uh, yeah. for that to happen. Um, and so, you know, kind of going to our, into that next, um, you know, topic there, like, um, now he's officially not a jet, you know, obviously the Packers have to trade him, uh, to the jets. Um, and you know, if you've been on Twitter, the word leverage has been thrown around a billion different times. Um, kind of, what are your thoughts on the trade compensation that the jets should be looking for, or the Packers may be looking for, and what do you ultimately think the compensation will be for Aaron Rodgers to come to the jets? Yeah, like you said, that's been like the word of the day has been leverage lately, right? (laughs) Yeah. I think what's important is that you're not dealing with the quarterback that's going to be in the NFL for five more years. So seeing that Stafford comparison, I don't think it's a fair comparison to make or like the, the, um, what's his name, Russell Wilson trade too. Yeah. Those like trades I don't think are applicable for it. But like for Aaron Rodgers right now, I think a fair, reasonable trade would be a second round pick this year. Next year would be a third round, but it turns into a second or first round depending on how well the Jets do. It also depends on if Aaron Rodgers stays another year. If he's playing for one season, the, the Jets aren't going to give up that much. But if, if he's playing for two seasons and they win the Super Bowl, for example, like it could be a second this year or first next year and maybe a player too, like maybe Corey Davis if we were going to cut him anyway, that kind of cap savings on it. But for leverage though, the Jets, I think, have more leverage than the Packers do. And the reason for that, though, is if you're looking at the way the draft situated, it's in April, they're going to need to get some picks for Jordan Love to be on that team. You also don't want to have Aaron Rodgers around in that building after you already said that you didn't want him and you wanted to move on. The president of the team already said that they don't want him there. If everything goes their way, he's not going to be on the team. So, And the only team that you've negotiated with is the Jets. Everyone else that you have even could have thought about going from Green Bay to get traded for Aaron Rodgers they already signed a quarterback. So it's really the Jets are bust at this point, and they don't want to have that cap hit on them too. So it's one of those things that it just seems like it's playing out in the media, but it should get done sooner rather than later. And I would be shocked if it was a first-round plus for him. I really would. Yeah, yeah, most of all, I'm kind of in the same boat. Um, I'd be shocked if Joe Douglas um, would give up the 13th overall pick for a 40-year-old quarterback, as great as he is. Um, I just don't see that happening. I do think it will be a second this year in a conditional uh, pick next year based off playing time. You know, if he retires, 
Um, you know, if the Jets win the Super Bowl, you know, playoff games, I definitely think that's the case. As far as trading the player goes, I guess it would be Corey Davis. Um, like I said, if you're going to uh, be uh, saving that money anyway by possibly cutting him, you know, that could be in place of another pick. Um, I would definitely want that as opposed to trading a guy like Elijah Moore who – um, you know, still has some untapped potential, I think, uh, with a guy like Aaron Rodgers. Um, so I definitely could see, you know, Corey Davis being swapped in the trade to give Jordan Love at least another weapon, uh, you know, for his season. Uh, I do think, though, uh, one thing I, I've kind of seen, I don't think Joe Douglas and Woody Johnson and the whole uh, brigade would have went out to California to meet Aaron Rodgers without compensation being spoke about like I, I do think kind of though I think the Packers are kind of I don't want to say they, they lied but I do think they're kind of shaking down trying to shake down the Jets a little bit where I think when initially they talked I think it could have been like two twos uh, initially but I think now as Aaron Rodgers put pressure on the Packers basically saying like I'm only going to play for the Jets uh, for the most part I do think they might be trying to up the price on the Jets where they are asking possibly for the 13th overall pick or multiple ones. Um, do you possibly think they might be negotiating in bad faith uh, after, you know, what Aaron Rodgers said on the Pat McAfee show? I mean, I definitely don't think they're acting in good faith, but I don't think they're, <laughs> like, I really don't think they're trying to shake us down or anything like that. I, I think like a lot of it going on right now is that cap hit for that $60 million. Right. So I think they're trying to figure out what that next level will be to take more cap from, the Packers side as opposed to ours. Like mm-hmm. if it, if the Jets did end up paying a first round pick, like if that like 24 was a first and they had a second this year, the only way I'd be okay with that is if we know Aaron Rodgers is playing two years, of course. And if right. the Packers took that whole $60 million. So it's like, okay, like you can sign whoever you want in free agency now. Like that whole extra weight's off your shoulders. Right. Do I think they're going to do all that? No. That's why I think it's going to be in that two and a conditional. But I think that's what these extra ne- negotiations are right now. I, I don't think that they're like trying to hold Aaron Rodgers hostage. I do think that like at the end of the day, it's the best interest for everyone to get this done. So it's going to get done. But it's just everything in the media that you're seeing playing out. Everyone really didn't know what was going on to begin with. So that extra layer of security that nothing has been leaking out of one Jets drive this entire offseason so far. I think all of that too makes all these like stories run wild. So like really anything could be said, but really the truth's there. You know what I mean? Yeah, most definitely. I I, I kind of agree with you on that. I, I do think once again, Joe Douglas strikes me as a guy that doesn't really get got, <laughs> and I, I just think he <laughs> um, he's a smart guy. And like I said, I just uh, people are saying, well, you know, there's a lot of panic that Rogers wasn't going to pick us or that he was playing us along. And it just, to me, I've always said Joe Douglas is not the type of guy, maybe this is Mike McCagnon, yes, but Joe Douglas does not seem like the type of guy that would have flew out, uh, you know, and not pivoted if he didn't feel Aaron Rodgers was going to be a New York Jet. So, um, right. like I said, I, I, I do think Rodgers will be a Jet. Like I said, you know, the compensation, uh, hopefully, you know, Trey Wingo's been, you know, spot on uh, this entire time. You know, he's he's saying that it should be done here shortly. So, hopefully, you know, by the time you listen to this podcast, uh, Rodgers is traded to the Jets. But I'm going to assume sometime early next week. Um, like I said, I, I just don't see it before the draft or after that because they're, they're going to want picks for this year to help out Jordan Love. And then also, like I said, just – uh, from a PR standpoint, I just I, I just don't see how you have Rodgers um, on the Packers. So, um, you know, hopefully, like I said, that, that gets through here shortly. So, um, you know, moving on to kind of um, 
Rodgers this year. You know, obviously he will be turning 40 this year. What are kind of your expectations uh, for Aaron Rodgers this year in the Jets? Obviously, free agency hasn't, you know, been done yet, so a lot of uh, signings can be made. But just kind of off our, our roster right now, um, what are kind of your expectations for Aaron Rodgers uh, this year? And kind of what is the ceiling that you see this team uh, could possibly make this year? Well, who the Jets are getting right now is a guy who's – everyone said he had such a terrible year last year, but I think you have to take that into consideration who you're talking about. I mean, Aaron right. Rodgers' year last year was his worst year of his entire career, but it would have been the fourth-best quarterback year ever for a Jets quarterback if he had the same stats. <laughs> so it's, right. it talks about how great he is. I, I really do think, though, he's getting better weapons in New York this year than he did last year on the Packers. You're going to have a better running back like situation with Brees Hall if he comes back healthy. I think the line is better than people are giving credit for. Like, good for Mekhi Becton, too. He looks like he's going to be in killer shape coming into this yeah. season. So, I think that's going to help with injuries. I think that's going to help him have an extra step, too, which Mekhi Becton's already athletically gifted as it is. But I think him being in the gym the way he's been, he's really going to be turning heads this year. You have that line returning. You have a great receiver in Garrett Wilson who's going to be able to take the next step with a really good quarterback. So you have to think about how many games he had last year, whether it was with Zach Wilson or the games yeah. that Mike White got injured and Flacco came in like in the middle of it. Yeah, he, he put up numbers with like some of the worst quarterback play you ever see. Yeah, I mean, you're going from having probably one of the worst quarterbacks in NFL history to having one of the best in one season. <laughs> like statistically, it's like crazy. So, I mean, I do. I feel like that ceiling, though. Like, do I think that Aaron Rodgers could win MVP? I sure as hell hope so. But even if he doesn't and it's like an average year for Aaron Rodgers, they're talking about like 30 touchdowns plus easily, well over 4,000 yards in that range there. They're going to have very little turnovers too, which is going to be really crazy to see. Like seeing a Mm -hmm. quarterback like not throw the ball to the other team and be like shocked if it happens. So I, I do. I feel like that this is the perfect kind of team for a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers to go to. Defense is going to be stellar like it was last year. I Honestly, it's going to be interesting to see who they get at D-tackle. Like mm-hmm. Hopefully, the Canaan is hoping for Clayus Campbell. So him with Quinn and Williams up front would be unbelievable. But Absolutely. I do. I see this team genuinely having a chance to really make noise in the AFC this year and hopefully compete for a Super Bowl. Because you don't go and get Aaron Rodgers to play in the wild card of the divisional round. You're going because you think you have a shot. Right. Yeah, no, I, I totally get to it. Um, I'm in the same boat. I, I think Aaron Rodgers, you're going to get a, a pissed off Aaron Rodgers. I think he, he has a point to prove that um, he can still play. Um, kind of that chip on his shoulder that he had after Jordan Love got drafted and won back-to-back MVPs. Um, so I, my expectations for Rodgers, I think, you know, people look at his stats last year. Um, you know, I believe he, he finished with 26 touchdowns and like 10 interceptions, which – in a down year is like the best year for a Jets quarterback other than Ryan Fitzpatrick in 2015. Right. So <laughs> like I would take that any day of the week and people forget, you know, he broke his thumb in that Giants right. game, which was like week four, I believe in London. Um, so, you know, Aaron uh, Nagler was on the Badlands uh, with Joe Caparoso and Connor Rogers, um, shout out Badlands. And, uh, you know, kind of explained that, Hey man, he's playing with a broken thumb. And for him to still put up those numbers with a broken thumb, uh, also inadequate receivers. You know, Christian Watson came on towards the end of the year, but they're basically having to throw the rookie receivers, uh, you know, and it's like, what did they expect from Aaron Rodgers? You know, so 
Um, I think this year you're going to get a motivated Rodgers. Um, I think the biggest thing, you know, when you talk about the offensive line, I think the biggest thing Rodgers will provide as a veteran quarterback is I think he can mitigate some of the 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 weaknesses of the team in the fact that the offensive line, I just think his ability to set protections, you right. know, his ability to get the ball out quick, notice a blitz and get the ball out to a Brees Hall or Michael Carter, um, his ability, like I said, to read coverages where, uh, you know, maybe a guy like CJ Uzama is able to just sit in a small zone and he's able to hit him. I just think you're going to see a much more smoother offense just based off of his veteran leadership. And I think you saw that a little bit when people would say, you know, why did the ball move with Joe Flacco, Mike White, and even a guy like Josh Johnson versus Zach Wilson was as vets, even if they weren't supremely talented, just their understanding of the offense and understanding of defenses allowed them to move the ball. And then when you compare that or, you know, uh, pair that with the, the greatness of Aaron Rodgers from his talent perspective, I think that's where you're going to see the major difference in this offense. I think you're going to see a guy like Garrett Wilson really challenge for 14 to 1500 yards. Uh, like I said, Elijah Moore, um, I'm bullish on Elijah Moore. I think he could be, you know, people talk about Randall Cobb. Uh, you know, I think he could be what Randall Cobb was in his prime. And I know that people look at that and they laugh, but Randall Cobb was a consistent eight, 900 yard receiver. I think he cracked a thousand one year and was just a reliable receiver for Aaron Rodgers for years in Green Bay. Um, and then also, like I said, I think the tight ends, Conklin, Uzama, even though they're not world beaters, I do think they're better than Robert Tunyon. <laughs> I think they're better yeah. than Mercedes Lewis. Um, and so I think Aaron Rodgers could truly do well with those guys. And then, you know, obviously he's already thrown to Alan Lazard. Um, so, and, you know, they may add Odell Beckham or, you know, somebody in the draft. So I do think he'll definitely have a better receiving core, and then the offensive line is key. But I do think Aaron Rodgers' ability to, you know, make checks at the line, be able to uh, check the ball down, uh, read defenses, read coverages, I think he'll make the offensive line look better than it may actually be. Um, and so I think that's the number one expectation I have for Rodgers, just a smooth offense. I, I think he's going to have a big year. I could see something like, 37 touchdowns, maybe 12 interceptions. He throws for 4,400 yards. And I think the Jets could legit win 12 to 13 games this year. Because um, I do think – you got to think, they won seven games last year with the worst quarterback. Like, I don't think people truly understand that. Like, yeah, like you, you're basically playing with one arm tied behind your back most weeks. And the fact that that team won seven games is a testament to the the roster. Um, and I, I just think a guy like Aaron Rodgers, I, I don't think people truly understand what an elite quarterback can do for you as far as being able to carry uh, your team. So I think Rodgers, I, I don't think Jeff fans are, I, I truly don't think they understand how good he is. And I truly think that he can make a, a world difference for the Jets. And I, I think um, the Jets are going to be, I think they're going to be contenders this year. I don't know if they're going to be better than Kansas City or um, Cincinnati, just based off of their continuity. But I, I definitely think if they're able to make the playoffs, win the division, uh, once you get in the playoffs, you know, anything can happen. So um, I, I definitely think they're, they're, they're going to be a formidable team. So I kind of wanted to pivot a little bit to the quarterback we've been talking about, Zach Wilson, a guy that, you know, obviously has struggled with the Jets. Uh, you know, for a litany of reasons, um, just seems to me, it seems like he just in in his head, he just he doesn't get it. Um, 
obviously he's a big fan of Aaron Rodgers uh, growing up. That was kind of his uh, idol at quarterback. If you were the Jets, I'm actually this, if you were the Jets, what would be your Zach Wilson plans? Would you keep him? Would you try to trade him? Obviously, I think cutting him is out of the question just due to uh, the cap. Yeah. But um, would you try to keep him? Would you try to cut him? Can you trust him to be the backup quarterback if, God forbid, something happens to uh, Aaron Rodgers? Or would you still try to pursue another vet to, to back up Rodgers? Yeah, to answer that first question, I would definitely get a backup that's a vet. You, you just don't want to have that kind of – like, if it was a lot of pressure on Zach Wilson last year, imagine a team of Super Bowl expectations. You, know I mean? <laughs> yeah. you, you, don't, you don't want to put him in that situation. Like, just because, you know, like, I, I can see him being, like, a good guy and stuff. But, like, you don't, you don't want to do that to the kid. You know what I mean? Right. But, like, what I think is going to end up happening is I think that they're going to let him play in, like, the Hall of Fame game. They're going to let him play in the preseason. Hopefully he looks at least, like, salvageable good. You right. Know what I mean, like, like, playing well against backups. Rodgers is there for the whole season this year. Ideally, you do have a veteran backup, but next year, like you're hoping that it looks like he's playing well in the preseason again. Hopefully, Rodgers is back again, if that's right. the case, even better. If Rodgers is back again, like you have to have like Wilson playing in the preseason again, and chances are something's going to happen with the starter on another team somewhere, or something's going to happen, and then you trade him next year. Like I, I don't think that he's going to be able to play on this team again. Do I think he could salvage his career somewhere else or somewhere else? Yeah. I think he could. Do I think it's likely? No, but I think he could. <laughs> like, but honestly, I, I do. I think that the best place for him is going to be a change of scenery eventually. I, I just don't think he can go and play in front of these fans again after what happened in that Jacksonville game. Like, you you remember, like, games that happened in the past, like, with different Jets quarterbacks, that really was, like, the nail in the coffin. Like, yeah. that, that game against the Jaguars is one of those kinds of games that I, I don't think you can come back from on this team. Maybe in your career, honestly. I hope he can. <laughs> I hope he salvages his career. Like, I almost think it's L, but like right. at the same time, it's like I hope that the like I hope that he gets like some playing time in the preseason, like salvages himself in the Jets ship him somewhere else, you know, and like build the team that way. Just because I do think that's the best thing for him. Yeah, I, um, I totally agree. You know, um, I, I think coming out, I think Zach. Uh, you know, I I, I like Justin Fields, I, and I did like Zach Wilson as a prospect. I, I did. I, I think. With Zach, I, I don't think it's talent with him. Obviously, the talent is there. I just think between the ears, I just think he, for whatever reason, doesn't, like, get it. Um, and I just think um, – I do think he can be salvaged. And I, I, I do think in the best best case scenario is that Aaron Rodgers is here two years. He's able to maybe – I don't even want to say mentor Zach because I, I, I think that's the wrong word. I, I think if he's just someone where Zach can just – watch him work you know I don't think Aaron Rodgers needs to like talk to him every day and, and do this I just think uh Zach Wilson could use a reset and this could have been what Zach Wilson needed at the start of his career was just to sit you know uh, adjust to the speed of the game um and obviously best case scenario is I think Aaron Rodgers plays here two years you make two deep playoff runs hopefully ending in the Super Bowl and then Zach Wilson is you know salvageable and he's your quarterback for the next 10 years um but I do agree with you. I don't think he will be here. I just yeah. – I, I think the fan base is kind of out on him uh, right now after after last season. The only way I can see Zach Wilson playing for the Jets again is if they do win a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers and it's like it doesn't really matter because we saw it happen. So they oh, can right, kind of right. get away with it, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, most definitely. I I, no, I, I think 
Yeah, if we won a Super Bowl, I don't, I don't think Jets fans would would care who who is the quarterback for the next yeah. decade. So, um, <laughs> I, I I do think though, you know, veteran wise, I'm not I haven't been too keen on the a veteran quarterback market. Um, you know, they could get a guy like Gardner Minshew for sure, but um, I, I I just don't think they can have Zach as the number two quarterback because, like you said, if the Jets are, you know, ten and seven, um, you know, or, or I'm sorry. They'd be like nine and seven, or you know, going into the final week of the season, and you know, God forbid, Zach uh, Aaron Rodgers is available to play, and Zach Wilson has to win her in. You know, I just, I, I just, I like I said, I think after the Jacksonville game, even the Lions game, I just think, yeah, his confidence was just so shot. Um, where the fan base, any incomplete pass, they're gonna be like, hey, it, this is enough. So. Um, I wish the best for, for Zach Wilson. I do think he has a future in this league. Um, I think he can have an Alex Smith, you know, type career arc where he maybe goes to another team and is, you know, serviceable and, and you can win. But I just think right now the Jets can't afford to to be the team that waits on him uh, to, to see that happen. So, um, you know, Zach Wilson was taking number two overall. It just didn't work out. And I, I give credit to the Jets for pivoting. Uh, pivoting and not just, uh, you know, trying to make a mistake even worse. I think that's the worst yeah. thing teams do in the league is not admit a mistake. Hey, guess what? It didn't work out, but guess what? Joe Douglas has been hit on pretty much every other draft pick recently, and you can't entice a guy like Aaron Rodgers to come in and, and, and be the quarterback of the Jets. So, you know, just kind of wanted to wrap this up here um, for you, Phil. Is there any maybe surprise free agents or kind of what is on your wish list right now as far as uh, what the Jets need? Obviously, I think we all can agree they need center, the tackle, safety, uh, maybe another receiver possibly. Uh, but kind of what are some free agent targets out there? Oh, and by the way, they, they finally got rid of Brandon Mann. Uh, shout out Thomas Morstead. So um, is there like <laughs> is there like any uh, potential targets out there that you're looking at to, to for the Jets to make that uh, you think can really make this team better? Yeah, I would say for defensive tackle, I think a great veteran signing would be Calais Campbell. So I think that'd be a great person to be right next to Quinn Williams on that line. Mm-hmm. So I hope they can sign him. I mean, safety-wise, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I mean, the t- the Titan safety is going through something right now that they wanted to renegotiate his contract, and he said no. So yeah, gonna, Kevin Byard, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting to see how that works out with that. I mean, if that's possible, that'd be awesome. But, um, hey, I mean, the Eagles' safety, too, is still out there. So that'd be something if they were able to bring him in. They were trying to get Cox, too, Fletcher Cox at D-Tackle. So, I mean, they yeah. have money to spend on a guy like that. So, that'd be an interesting pivot if they're able to get that. I mean, receiver-wise, I mean, I I would love to see Odell Beckham on the Jets. I think that'd be I a would really too. combo. Like, him with Garrett Wilson would be really nice to see. And then you also have, like, Alan Lazard and Elijah Moore. Like, that's a very formidable receiving core. Or if they go another direction, they try to get, like, a DeAndre Hopkins in a trade. That'd be pretty cool mm-hmm. to see. Like, anything really veteran, like, receiver-wise would be great. I mean, they could get JSN from Ohio State at receiver in the draft, but I think there might be looking at a tackle at 13. Yeah, I think they're pretty locked in at tackle, yeah. Yeah, unless one's not there, and then they might trade back and try to get the center from Minnesota instead. Yeah. But, but like, I can John Michael, like, yeah. Yeah, he's definitely really good. Or if they wanted to go veteran for center, the Titan center, too, is still available, so. Yeah, Ben Jones, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I – um. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same ballpark with you. I do think 
Um, there's a couple signings I would like them, obviously, depending on price. Um, I A guy at running back, I know this may sound crazy. Depending on how much he would want, I know this, you know, with Van Knight and Michael Carter. An uh, underrated signing, I think, would be a guy like Kareem Hunt. Um, only because... Obviously, you don't know if Brees is going to be up to um, up to standards, you know, early on from the ACL. Um, like I said, just depending on how much he wants. I, I think a guy like Kareem Hunt, the reason I say that is I think he would bring an element to the passing game out the backfield that I think a guy like Aaron Rodgers would love. He had Aaron Jones, uh, you know, back in the day. He had, uh, you know, guys like uh, Ryan Grant. And Eddie Lacy, guys that he would just throw screen passes to, and they would take him like 60 yards. Like, I, I think a guy like Kareem Hunt brings an explosiveness to the running back room that without Brees Hall, they just don't have, um, frankly. Um, so I would definitely look into him. Uh, Receiving-wise, I'm right there with Odell. I know a lot of Jets fans are kind of out on Odell, um, but I definitely think he could be worth it. The underrated guy, I'm not too sure how much he would cost, but a guy like DJ Chark, um, I'd be interested in because I think the Jets, one thing they do need, and I, I'm happy they got Alan Lazard, was I think Lazard gives them a size element that they haven't had, yeah. but they truly don't have a speed guy. You know, Garrett Wilson, I think, is is obviously fast, but he's not a super burner. I just think the Jets need someone that can really, you know, even if he's just a, a 15, 20 snaps a game kind of guy, but a guy that can just, you know, one play, you know, Aaron Rodgers, you know, 56-yard bomb to this guy. I think a guy like DJ Chark could, could bring that to the Jets. Um, you know, tackle-wise, I, I, I'm i kind of out on the tackles. I just think you might want to just go on the draft and, and get a tackle. Um, I could see a guy like Isaac Salomo, uh from the, from the uh, Eagles as a guard. Uh, you may be able to sign him, and then maybe you kick AVT out to tackle. Uh, you know, maybe something like that. Uh, center-wise, um, I'm kind of with you, Ben Jones. Um, from the Titans, I, I have heard he has concussion issues, so not too sure on him. Uh, obviously, you could bring Connor McGovern back, but right now, though, it would be my two options or a trade for Ryan Kelly or from the Colts. You know, I, I just – center's kind of up in the air, so um, that would be my solution. And then safety-wise, I'm kind of in the same ballpark with you. Um, you know, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson from the Eagles – um, an underrated guy, I'm not too sure if they might go after him. Uh, another Aaron Rodgers connection is Adrian Amos. Uh, you know, he's been a good player uh, for a long time in Chicago and Green Bay. Um, and then I would also say for D-tackle, I'm with you on Calais Campbell. Um, if they want to go another route, um, I think another underrated guy is like Puna Ford, uh, Quentin Jefferson. Yeah. They're, they're kind of more pass rusher types, um, so they're not really trying to stuff the run, but – I think you could look into those guys. Um, and then linebacker-wise, um, you know, I look into a guy like Miles Jack or Nicholas Morrow as kind of um, Daquan replacement if you can't bring him back. Um, you know, just get a little bit more coverage out there. But I do think the Jets have something up their sleeve. Obviously, Joe Douglas was looking into Fletcher Cox and Orlando Brown. So um, I do think there is a, another big move coming, whether that's Odell, uh, maybe a trade. One thing I would look into – Obviously, I know you have Corey Davis and on the roster who you may trade or cut, but if if a guy like Mike Evans can be had for a third or fourth round pick from the Bucks, I I I, I think that's a move you try to make uh, him or Hopkins. Um, I know you Jets fans will say, "Hey, we got more in Lazard and in Wilson." 
Look, you got Aaron Rodgers, and I just think if you have the chance to get a, a super elite weapon, you, you you try to do it. So um, that would be kind of my one big trade is that receiver. So yeah, um, that's funny too because before the season started, when they were like talk or the off season started, they were talking about Aaron Rodgers potentially coming to the Jets. The one they was which can't happen now but yeah <laughs> but, but yeah like I, I was right with you on that like go and get a receiver like an established receiver from another team like whether that be a Hopkins or whether that be like a Mike Evans or someone I think you can yeah. never have too many receivers you can never yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> I it, it, exactly and I, I just kind of look at it like I, I like Elijah Moore I like Garrett Wilson I like Lazard I just think with a guy like Aaron Rodgers one of the complaints he's had is the the lack of uh, supporting cast around him. And I just think, um, you know, obviously, you know, it's four wide receivers, but, you know, injuries happen in the NFL and for some reason seems to happen very frequently to the Jets. Um, And I just think, hey, you know, if Elijah Moore has to be a spare piece this year, it is what it is. Um, If you can, like I said, trade a, a third or fourth for a Hopkins or Mike Evans, if next year your receiving core is Mike Evans, Alan Lazard, Garrett Wilson in the slot, even though Garrett can play outside, but they're all interchangeable. But my point is those are kind of your three main guys. You got two six five monsters out there, Mike Evans and Lazard. And then you oh, got yeah. a guy like Garrett Wilson who can work the middle. And then, like I said, off the bench, if you want to bring Elijah Moore, then I call them the Rogers groupies. Um, so if you want to have or yeah. Randall Cobb, <laughs> you know, coming in the slot as a backup, go ahead, you know. And like I said, I, I do think an under-radar running back, I know they were looking at Jamal Williams, is a guy like Kareem Hunt. And I just think he can bring an element to the passing game um, until Brees Hall truly gets um, up to speed and he can run the rock. So um, that'd be kind of my, um, you know, kind of dream scenario for the Jets and Joe Douglas. But um, it's been very rare that we have a GM that I believe in. So I think Joe Douglas is going to do what's best for the Jets. And, uh, I do think he has one major move coming. Like I said, whether that's Odell, a safety, um, you know, a D tackle, I, I definitely think Joe Douglas is far from, from being done uh, in the free agency. Yeah, and it's been so quiet on like that front too. Like you have no idea what's going on in that building. Yeah. Between the guard that they signed yesterday and then the punter today, like no one – announce it until the Jets announce it. Well, is- that's because that's because the Jets beat likes to do movie rankings and food rankings instead of <laughs> you know actually getting some news uh, reported. So uh, that that's probably why in that case. But you know, <laughs> but you know, I, I think that's that's kind of the reason there for them. But but yeah, man, Phil. Well, um, like I said, Jets fans, man, it's it's been a pleasure speaking with Phil. Uh, kind of regarding Jets free agency um, and, and kind of what's going on. So. Um, I do want to get your guys' feedback on the episode. Um, you know, I kind of want to give more Jets content out there. Uh, we have a lot of great Jets creators. Um, but, you know, if, if you guys enjoyed the podcast, um, definitely, you know, let us know if you if you want us to cover more topics throughout the offseason, uh, throughout free agency, um, and throughout the season. So, uh, like I said, it's been a pleasure, Phil, speaking with you. Uh, let, let everybody know where they can find you at on Twitter. Man. Yep, it's at PSizzle22684. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, so you guys go ahead and give Phil a follow if you haven't. Um, I am on Twitter uh, at uh, baby underscore Jesus14. Uh, like I said, you know, uh, I love the Jets, uh, just like Phil here. Um, so, like I said, if you, if you guys uh, enjoyed the podcast, uh, leave a five-star review. Uh, leave a comment, like I said, if you enjoyed it and kind of any uh, suggestions that you have moving forward. But um, if that's it, man, uh, Phil, like I said, I appreciate you coming on. Um, Until next time, go Jets.
Yep, go Jets. All right. Y'all have a good one. We you too, man.